Gaming Uncensored is brought to you by Colonel Duff. Duff, helping a random handicapped guy in the middle of nowhere. Only on Gaming Uncensored. Controlling transmission. Divided by a thousand miles of barren wasteland, two men mysteriously linked by alien technology on a podcasting mission to boldly deliver video game news and views directly to your brain. This is Gaming Uncensored. Now, your gaming uncensored guides, the dynamic duo, the video game gurus, yeah, okay. a man on wheels, and a yeti with a modem, JB and Tommy. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. How you doing? My name is James Jordan, and this is a brand new episode of Gaming Uncensored, and it's summertime. <laughs> For a little bit longer. I I had I had I, I say that because I went to my parents' house. That's such a weird phrase to say. If you're watching on Patreon, you can see that I'm I'm in my house in my office. This audio is crap because my <laughs> office still uh, sounds like a cavern. But but I went to my parents' house today for lunch, and we had corn on the cob uh, for lunch. And so I have corn in my teeth. <laughs> and so if you're watching on Patreon and like some corn just comes flying out my mouth, I apologize because I have corn stuck in my teeth. <laughs> it's this other thing. That's what we do in the summer. You don't get corn in the winter. It's only corn on cob. It's only summertime. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in pretty good shape right now. <laughs> if you want to uh, potentially see uh, corn fly out of Jamie's mouth, go by GamingOnCincer.com uh, and become a patron. Uh, thanks to <laughs> the guys that have a chance. Uh, Cabbage, Jose, Nark, <laughs> J- uh, Duff, Josh, uh, Hector, Spider, Spencer, Kavash, Chad, Zeke, Chris, Brigham, Sam, Andrew, and Malik uh, for your support. Uh, high quality content coming at you. Uh, today, <laughs> Literally coming yeah. at you. Uh, <laughs> It's um, I we we gotta say stuff like that because really it's just our two ugly mugs. Uh, it really is, yeah. On they're... this video, and it's really horrible. I I uh, can't give you any other compelling reason to come do this other than so, you like us and you want to help yeah. us play video games. <laughs> yeah. Um, we we need uh your money uh to play video games and uh to potentially pay a personal assistant because. That's becoming very important. Yeah. Uh, I've been at my house for the last couple of weeks and, uh, and, and doing that. And cause I'm an adult now, like that, that's a, I, I've, I've done this before when I was a kid and people just get paid and you don't really think about it. Now I'm an adult and I'm paying, I'm, I'm paying and I'm paying bills and doing things and like, it's uh, I I paid a hundred and nine dollar electric bill, which I realize is nothing, but for my little place, 
it's triple what it has been being. Yeah. And that's when you know you're an adult. Yes. Uh, so. I, we in our household have replaced a um, whole air conditioning system since last we chatted. So, right. Uh, that is a chunk of cash. Uh, that yes, that we're going to be feeling for the next couple of years. <laughs> but yeah. we've got cold air in our house, which in Dallas in the summertime is pretty important. It has been freaking hot. So yeah. if, if you know anything about Tommy folks, I, I, I'm not really brought this up, but I have no blood flow. Okay. So I'm always cold. Yeah. And, and this dude sitting across from me is always warm. And so when he's in my house or I'm in his house, the AC is running. All day, every day, at about sixty-eight degrees, <laughs> yeah. if not, if not less, and and I, I I honestly believe that the reason that we uh, started having alcohol on this show was <laughs> it was the only way that I could find to stay warm because <laughs> I I would I literally get cold. I don't think I've ever said that, but yeah. No, I, I I would get that, and I am perpetually hot. I'm a fuzzy man. Uh, yes. The, uh, the Yeti with a modem uh, reference in the open that we haven't talked about in a long time. Uh, I I am the Yeti with a modem uh, because I'm fuzzy and, fuzzy, and I got to dial up modem or replace the dial up modem when we first started doing this show. That's yes. how long we've been doing this show. This That's show started crazy. on dial up. Uh, the, the first handful of episodes of Gaming Uncensored were uploaded to the World Wide Web on dial up. So. Can, yeah. can we can we talk about that for a second? Because I'm really getting irked. And and I really need to talk about the sports world for a second. Because, sure. because Draymond Green has this podcast. And I love Draymond Green because he's like the new version of Dennis Rodman. <laughs> but 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 he is second to himself, he's second to calling himself. New media because he has a podcast and it's new media. And every time I hear that, it irks me because I'm like, bro, when you were like 15, we were right. uploading to the show. Like we were uploading to the web and there were literally 12 podcasts. Okay. Yes. Podcasts ain't new. Yes. There ain't nothing new about it. We've been doing this thing for a freaking long time. And yes, we used to do it on dial-up. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Old. I just had to get that off my chest. I love Draymond. I hate it every time he says that. <laughs> um, and and uh, uh, we we will uh, continue to be curmudgeony old men because we're not getting any younger. So yes, just Just not. be prepared for more. Uh <laughs> Not even a little bit. We're getting any younger. Do you know? I'm. I, you. You. You have seen my room, and you're aware that I have the sleep number bed in my bedroom. Do you know how hard it is to find the appropriate number? I, I like, do not. I've always been curious about those things. That 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 thing is harder than it looks, <laughs> and I'm starting to think that mine is like broke. Okay, I need to go like get some like Google information or something because <laughs> we had my mom's birthday party at my brother's house the other night. My brother has one, 
and he bought my mom and dad one for her birthday. And so I asked him, I said, what's your appropriate number? And he goes, dude, I'm like a 45. Like, I want to sleep. Like, I'm not sleeping on anything. And here I was at like a 75. <laughs> so I dialed it down to like 45 last night, and it still doesn't feel right. So if you're out there and you own a sleep number red, tell me where that thing needs to be, because I ain't found it. That's all. That's another old man thing. Speaking of old man things, my goodness. Yeah. There's like kids listening to this podcast like that. What's dial up? What's sleep number beds? What are you guys talking about? <laughs> just just let me, let me let me get a lazy boy and we can just like uh, <laughs> trifecta, you know? There you go. Uh that's, we'll a- that's that's the one thing that we don't have in this house is a la- we have a nice recliner, but it ain't a lazy boy. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that that said, uh, we are a video game podcast. Believe it or not, we got some <laughs> sort of stuff to to talk about. We'll see uh, if we uh, if we ever get to it, uh, which includes Grand Theft Auto Six. We've got some uh, some new rumors, nothing announced yet, uh, but pretty substantiated rumors. I, I think it's a pretty safe bet that this is the direction the game is going to take. So we'll talk about that. Uh, some news about Square Enix's future, what they're potentially trying to do uh some steam deck news why you might get your steam deck sooner than you thought uh which is exciting uh and some other uh mobile gaming news uh steam deck and a few other mobile gaming things uh that we'll get into uh given the time uh so yeah uh, we do have gaming news uh go by gamingonsister.com to see the show notes because uh, even though there's not a lot there's a good chance we're not going to talk about it all so go hey. by there and see what we missed and we have been playing games and one of the stories on the, uh, I assume, I have not looked because I'm an awful co-host of this show. One of the stories uh, talks about the future of Fallout. I assume you got that in the show. I did not get that uh, one. I'm not sure. Uh, we, but but I, I, we'll, we'll, we'll slide it in there. But but we made, we made fun of the fact that I play old games because that's what I do. And uh, apparently there is a Fallout remaster coming, which I, I a Fallout 4 remaster, which Interesting. is insane to me. Like, again, why? Right. I mean. Yeah, that, that uh, seems unnecessary. I have, I, I will admit that as of Friday, which is the last time that I turned on Fallout 4, because I don't have a gaming rig over here yet and i gotta i gotta fix that uh but i will admit to having 24 mods on fallout 4 and i'm finally happy with it so yeah. maybe it does need a remaster but when i saw that in the news i was just like oh <laughs> i haven't found anything about a legit remaster but i'm watching a video right now of a guy that's running 205 mods that calls it the Fallout 4 remaster, apparently. This I mean it's slick. It doesn't look that much better. That's no. Fallout no. 4 is a good and, looking game. And that, I mean it's aged at this point, but not like crazy. That's the thing. My my guy, uh Justin Holstead, that used to be our web guy, uh, he sends me a text and we're talking about games, and he says we have to play Grim Dawn. I don't know if you heard of Grim Dawn, but it's like a Diablo, like Path right. of Exile kind of a thing. Uh, 
since we had to play that. But I told him I had 24 mods, and he was like, dude, I run like two. <laughs> and, and I said, but they're all quality of life mods. I sent you a text, and I said, I've got a UI mod. I got an inventory mod. I got it's it's all of that type of stuff. I haven't changed the look of Fallout 4 that much. It's all quality of life stuff that Bethesda should have done. Right. You know? Yeah. So, so yeah, I could see where visually it wouldn't change that much. Yeah. It, it, it again, it's not that old of a game. Uh, but for crying out loud, we have more recent remasters of stuff. So, it's, yeah. Yeah, I keep seeing it because The Last of Us remaster is right around the corner uh, and or remake, whatever you want to call it. The, the difference between remaster and remake is also confusing, right? Like, right. Is it taking what already exists, the assets that already exist and making them prettier or is it creating new assets? Uh, the the uh, the remake of The Last of Us, which I think falls more into that remake category because it is new assets and everything else, just looks good but i just every time i see it i'm like it doesn't look that much better like the original game still holds up incredibly well for what it's worth well i i think that says something to us about humans because they do this because there is a group of people out there that will throw down 60 more bucks for a remake remaster Yep. whatever 70. you want to call it like people yeah i mean <laughs> they do this because there are those of us out there that 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 will pay for that i i think that's kind of dumb like i think it's kind of ridiculous but that's the human race for you yep 100 percent. so um that said you want to talk a little bit more about fallout because i know you've got some time in fallout so i i do have some time in it and i will tell you that it's you're right it's a great game and i'm about to admit something that i never thought that i would admit the greatest single addition to the fallout franchise is the ability to cook (laughs) like to look like cook your food right yeah because you're killing stuff and you're picking stuff up all all the time and like you know you can you can actually get up stuff up to a certain degree and like purify it and uh and it it is it has changed the way that i play fallout because i'm not i'm just collecting stem packs and i've learned that stem packs work really well if you get yourself into a fight that you're really not supposed to win and then that's when you use stem packs and then the rest of the time you have food in your inventory that you have cooked because the cooked food gives you some sort of a bonus, whether it's an AP bonus or, or a rest bonus, or you get some sort of a bonus for home-cooked food. And, and I think it is the greatest thing that has been added to Fallout is the ability to cook. I, I never thought I would have said that, but every time I kill a mole rat, I'm like, sweet! Because, you know, <laughs> grab that meat and off you go, you know? Yeah. Uh, it, it's really nice. It, it's a good game. It has a lot of uh, a lot of flaws. There's, I'm, I'm doing, 
I need, I meant to do some video this week at my attempt at settlement building because <laughs> there there are all these people that do these crazy like like settlements and like it doesn't even look like what the original looked like and yeah like it's not I'm like I'm a I'm a guy that puts. A, a metal shack on top of another metal shack <laughs> and, and, you know, put some beds in there. And I'm like, okay, that's the living area for the settler. <laughs> like, it's really bad. Yes. And and I have not mastered the, uh, I have not mastered the concept of building stairs. <laughs> and so I, I swear I'll take some video this week. To get up to the shacks that I put on top of pre-existing shacks, there, there's these random stairs, and, and they may connect, and they may you may have to jump <laughs> to actually get like it's really bad. And I was talking to somebody else about it this week that I just don't have the vision. Like, I'm trying to learn because I work in 3D all the time. Like, when I'm not playing games, I'm working in 3D environments and building's a big deal. And so I'm taking Fallout as, okay, I need to learn it for this game. I need to learn to do it anyway because once you learn to do it in any environment, it's similar, and I just hate it. And I finally said to somebody, it's because I can't see it. Yeah. Like I, I have an, I have a good idea of what I would like to build, of what I would like to see, but I don't know how to get to that finished product. Yes. Like I, I don't. Are you the same way? I don't have the three D vision. Yep. I'm one hundred, one thousand percent the same. <laughs> like I just, I, I want to so bad. That's like, you know, like even playing The Sims, like that popped into my head when you're talking about it because it's, you know, a very similar thing. I want to really enjoy like designing my cool house, but I just yeah. suck at it because yeah. I just can't see it. I just like in my head, I'm like, oh, cool house, but I don't know what it is, you know, <laughs> like yeah. it's just like or I just how know it's it cool. got there or how it got there or yeah. You, and so, like, I'm like, Okay, my my strategy then is to make a whole bunch of money and just go buy a cool house because yeah. then I just have it and I don't have to build it because I don't actually find that much joy from it because I suck at it and I'm very yeah. like you're saying and, and Paul I'm very much the same way I'm like all right shack bed done <laughs> you know like I just like I I just can't I can't make a vision in my head for that like happen and it's so well, weird like because there's other things I can do that for but like. <laughs> three-dimensional, like, spatial whatever just isn't the way my brain works. No. And I know what I'm like, hey, it'd be really cool if this area looked like this. Right. And and I I can see it in my head. Like, hey, I, I can see this is what it could possibly look like when it's done. But I don't have the, the ability to get from point A to point B to point like I I can't I can't do it. Yeah. And, and probably the best settlement, and let me just finish this and then and then I want you to chime in because probably the best settlement for me is gonna end up being 
either sanctuary because a lot of those buildings already exist. Yep. And you have a lot of ruined buildings that you scrapped. And so you already have foundations and stuff. Yeah. I can just lay a building on top. Or the other one for me, which people hate, will be the 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 good tidings uh uh, co-op that was run by ghouls. You know, you had to go right. in there and clean the ghouls out. It's got a bunch of like houses and buildings and stuff that you can't remove. And I've looked, I've looked on the internet, and people hate that because you can't remove those buildings. And I'm like, cool. I'll just, I'll, I'll use these. I'll throw some beds in these, and right. off we go. You know, and I just, I can't, I can't do it. Yep, and no. I'm trying to learn because it seems like it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, I I 100% agree. I, I you know to me it's why we've never been able to do Minecraft either. Like Minecraft is like that, just in a whole game. You know, like it's just that like spatial awareness in three dimension, like at an incredibly rudimentary level. That in my head I'm like, man, eh, just it just isn't. It's, it's not fun for me because no. I don't do it well, you know, like right. I, I just would rather do about anything else. And I get why people enjoy it so much. Like I can see it and I, in my head go, oh yeah, I could have a lot of fun with that. And then I do it and I'm like, oh no, no, this isn't fun <laughs> at all for me. I I hate this. You right. know? So, right, right. Yeah. That's why I love fallout Four. In spite of that being a big aspect of Fallout 4, because you don't have to do it, you have to do kind of a minimal amount of it. Um, but it just, yeah, wasn't wasn't my thing. Didn't care to do it. And I will give them credit because I haven't been attacked yet, and the only reason that I haven't been attacked yet is that I'm I've learned that whatever resource you have, whether it's food or water or whatever it is for that particular settlement, whatever that number is. As long as your defenses are like triple, whatever that number is. So if I have 10 water and I have 20 defenses, then 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 nobody's really going to bother me. And it's it's really easy to just like set up a machine gun turret. Right. You know, <laughs> off you go. You set up a couple guard posts and tell some guy, hey, stand here. And it kind of works. I know I'm going to get attacked at some point, but the 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 thing that I was trying to get to that I really wanted to talk about is there's so much in Fallout 4 that Bethesda doesn't tell you, and a lot of it has to do with the settlement building. And, and one thing that I saw some guy uh, on the internet, uh, on YouTube, he did a video about how to defend your settlements, and it wasn't build this and do this. It was take all of the armor, all of the extra armor that you get, and all of the extra weapons that you get, and stick them in your workshop, and your settlers will go over there. And if the stuff that is there is better than what they have, they will equip, equip themselves. And this guy even said, if you have spare suits of power armor, just leave them laying around with some, like, fusion cores, and the settlers will get into the power. And, and Bethesda doesn't tell you that. Like, it doesn't say anywhere in Fallout, this is how you defend the settlement. Yeah. And, and that's one of my main gripes about it. It could be 
It could be so fabulous as a game, but there's so much quality of life stuff that they did not do that that's what drives me crazy about it. Like, if I had known when I started 30 hours ago that I needed to collect armor, I would have done that. Sure. <laughs> but it doesn't it doesn't tell you that. And so the every single gripe that I have about Fallout 4 is quality of life. It yeah. really is. And and it's like what what's another company that we play their games, but they have serious flaws? I'm trying to think. Um the and they're all quality of life. I wouldn't say Rockstar so much, but I'm I'm trying to think of a, a particular game that, it, like, it has the exact same type of flaws, and it's all quality of life stuff. Right. UV games are kind of that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think UV would be a good example of that. Of yeah. So yeah, I, and, and I, Bethesda is pretty yeah. like that's kind of what they do. Uh, <laughs> you yeah. know, for better or for worse, that it, it is what their games are, and we're gonna play basically every bethesda title that comes out like don't get us wrong uh, we we love bethesda uh, i i will i will say that i am slightly worried about star citizen because no, starfield. not starfield sorry i that was the other thing i wanted to talk about was i saw some video a video of some guy playing star citizen because it was a lot like starfield and i wondered if you had made that connection that that Star Citizen looks and acts a lot like Starfield. I it's probably gonna be. Yeah. And, and this I watched this guy play like a half hour and I thought and it was frustrating to watch this guy play because he didn't know what he was doing. And and it was another one of those situations where they don't tell you you know, this is how you spool up your drive before you hyper, you know, before right. you, before you go into hyperspace. And it it was 20 minutes of that. that and, and that's what Bethesda does. Ish. Yeah. But I think, like, I think that's kind of like part of what, I, and I don't know, I haven't played Star Citizen, so, and it's like. What stage of development is Star Citizen even in? I don't even know. You like it's been this weird like thing hanging out there for for so long. I, it's not finished, right? Like it's no. early access and all yeah. whatever. Um, but like I feel like part of it is that kind of nebulousness to it. Like that's a that's a feature, not a bug, and how they're approaching it. And while Bethesda is not always great about that, it feels like a different order of magnitude from, again, my very distant perspective of what Star Citizen is. But I could be 100% wrong about that because I, I don't know. Yeah, and we, we don't know. And and I, I after watching that, it kind of made me afraid of Star Citizen because, because Fallout, and you said it last show, they're very clearly going a direction with Fallout where they're they're trying to make it something different than everything before than everything before Fallout 4 was. Like it's still Fallout, but it does this stuff that Fallout 3 and New Vegas and all these other 
uh, games to not do. I think Star Citizen is going to have all of that. And I don't know. I don't know that that I'm going to to love it because, and the reason I bring that up is that when I started looking into uh, the the cooking deal and making cams and all of that, if you don't specifically search for Fallout 4, you get posts about Fallout 76. So, like, they put all of this <laughs> into 76. Yeah. We're gonna, I'm afraid it's going to be all in uh, Starfield, which, okay, but I don't know that I, because I told you last show, um, Fallout 4 is really deep. It's really deeper than I want to be. I really just want to, like, explore the wasteland right. and kill some stuff. <laughs> like, that. that's it, right? Yeah. Um, and so I'm a little afraid about Starfield right now. Yeah, I, 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 I could definitely see that being the case with Starfield. Um, I, I, it, it's the kind of you know when, when a Bethesda game really hits, it's because they they thread that needle well, right? And that's for the most part uh, what Bethesda games are. But I like not every game threads the needle like a fallout or a Skyrim, you know, uh, has uh fallout three or Skyrim, which I think are, are maybe the, the pinnacles of, of what a Bethesda RPG can be. Um, I hope Starfield does that. I hope that they can, they can kind of capture that in a way that I'm trying to think, like, I think fallout four was, I love fallout four. I I think it's it's a good good. game. If Starfield is as good as fallout four, I'll be happy with that. Like, give me Fallout 4 in space, like that quality of a game. I'll be happy with that. I'm worried, and this is, you know, like, theoretically, this game, Starfield, is three months away. Like, yeah. <laughs> or no, it's not. They, they did officially postpone it. That's right. I, I forgot. that. That's that, six months away. So let's put, put it six months away right now. That's still not very far into the future. Um, I, I Like, I, I'm being very cautious about getting my hopes up too much about this game and getting a like cyberpunk like uh, 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 let down let down yeah. from it. You know, like I don't want that to happen. And so if I set my expectations as as good as Fallout 4 in space, surely they could hit that bar, which because I think Fallout 4 is great. I love that game. It's not one of my favorite games of all time, but I played through it. I had a good time. It was fun. I would be perfectly happy if Starfield is a fun game that I play all the way through. I have a good time with it and I don't ever want to pick it back up. And it's not my top 10 lists of all time or whatever. That, that is a reasonable expectation, I think. And I'd be happy with Starfield being that. And if it surpasses that great, but I'm not going to put my expectations any higher than that. That's a really good point. You made a really good point right there because I like Fallout 4 and, and 24 miles later, it's a really good game. (laughs) Uh, uh, Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas are great. Like, they're great. Yeah. Fallout 4 is real good. I like it a lot. It's a lot of fun. It's not great. Um, I, I And there's probably somebody, out, a lot of people out there that would disagree. It, I, I really like it. It's really good. A lot of fun. I don't feel like it's great. And yeah. the more mods I add to it, it's getting closer to great. Yeah. But but 
uh, I, that should not be my job. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And, and I would agree with you. I, it's, it is, I, it's such a subjective line. I don't know what the like quantifying factor is between very good and great, but fallout four is very good. Uh, fallout three was great. Uh, and, yeah. and it's to me, it's a very thin line. Cause I love both of those games. Skyrim is great. And it's greater yeah. than both of those. Like, yes. it's, you know, like when we're on like the Bethesda hierarchy, like that's kind of the working down from, from there and, and recent Bethesda games, at least not going back I, any farther in elder scrolls. Stuff, I, I can, I can, I just figured it out. I can quantify what makes Fallout 3 great. Fallout 3 is great because of the atmosphere, because of the music, because of uh, Three Dog, because of all of that. It's all there. They nailed it. And and what irks me about Fallout 4 is it's is really good, but I cringe every time I turn on the radio because it's the same music that was really awesome in Fallout 3. Like, it's the same. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that's, a, I was going to make this point, and, and, and you're spot on, but even broader than that with the atmosphere and everything else, it's not that Fallout 3 was in itself novel. Obviously, it's the third game in the series, right? right? Like, it, it, by definition, can't be new completely but it was at the time like the, the difference between the first two fallout games and what fallout 3 is was you know it's like the first two grand theft auto games and what grand theft auto 3 is you know like right. it's, like yes they're part of the same franchise but man it's hard to really compare them like fallout 3 was its own thing and it brought back this atmosphere that didn't exist and so when you got into that in a 3d open world you went holy cow this is awesome and that novelty of fallout 3 is part of what makes it great that fallout 4 is more of that but it's not novel at that point like you're not experiencing it for the first time like right. you did with fallout 3 or even for the second time because they did new vegas and so you already had that kind of second hit of what the fallout atmosphere is in a new and different place and all that stuff and so by the time fallout 4 rolls around you're like oh yeah this is fallout which isn't bad again good game but not that novel thing that makes it great. One, one more thing. It's little stuff because I started looking. You got all these workbench and all these different things that you can craft, right? And I got really excited when I started figuring out the workbenches and, you know, the cooking and all that because I'm getting into that. Like, that, that's, a, that's a mechanic that's really cool. And so I go to build... Uh, my favorite weapon from Fallout 3 that I built called the Shish Kebab, right? And and it's this flaming sword, like it's this sword with a gas tank attached to it. It's just like on fire. And it, it's fabulous because it's a melee weapon and it does like 50 or 60 uh, damage plus DPS. Like, it is the best melee weapon in Fallout 3. And so I, I'm like, cool, I'm going to build the Shishka Bomb. That's going to be my my melee weapon. But Bethesda, in all their wisdom, decided to make the Shishka Bomb an, an epic item involved with a quest, and you have to go get it. Yeah. And I'm like... 
Um, but I built that 10 years ago in Fallout 3. Like, <laughs> I had to get this stuff together. I had to figure out the recipe, and I built this killer melee weapon. I've got a weapons workbench, and I can't build a freaking shish kebab. Yeah. Like, what? Like, <laughs> come on. Really? It's, it's little stuff like that. that it, come on, guys. Yeah, I that's fair. can't do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we will, uh, we will undoubtedly talk more uh, Fallout. I'm sure, uh, we, but it will be fun. I'm, I'm excited to be talking about it in the lead up to Starfield because I think yeah. it'll provide some interesting uh, context for when Starfield gets here. Uh, because in a lot of ways, it is the last big Bethesda single player RPG. You know, like yeah. they haven't done. Uh, something else with the obviously fallout 76 exists but that's a whole different thing so um i'm just going to mention really quick uh i had a busy week and so i didn't play a ton of games i played a little bit of stray that's my goal for today is to play a little bit more of stray uh but i did and i'm we don't have to talk about this more than like 20 seconds because it's so much shame but also amazing uh, i did roll credits on power wash simulator so <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I, I, I finished uh, I finished Power Wash Simulator, which is the most ridiculous. Thing. It is just it, it was pure uh, a cathartic. Like while I'm working, I could just reach over, like blow some dirt off something for two minutes, and then get back to work. Uh, that it just ran on my computer for the past week, essentially, and I would just reach over and and like you know uh, wash something when I needed to, like. It, it get something off my mind or think about something or whatever it was. So okay. uh, for being a game, I paid nothing for other than my game pass subscription. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay. Two things on that. We're going to take longer in 20 seconds. <laughs> I didn't realize that power wash simulator was a game. You could finish. I, I know. Me neither. Like, uh, there's actually <laughs> credits you can roll on Power Wars. There ended up being not really story to it, uh, but like a little like connective tissue between like assignments and like a little bit of like weird like alien slash Atlantis like bizarre stuff that went along with it. Like it just like wasn't expecting uh, like power washing a ufo at one point sorry spoiler alert wow <laughs> like whatever <laughs> just, it, it like just got super not super random just slightly enough random to make you kind of chuckle and go okay i guess i'm power washing a ufo now and you you do that and it's just it's <laughs> ridiculously dumb it's exactly as dumb as you think it is and it thoroughly entertained me for a week so uh i'm, I'm happy it exists I I wonder if that's available to play on the Mac. Surely it is, because if it is, I should download it on, <laughs> on Game Pass and put it on my. Because that's I love this Mac that that we bought for production type stuff. Uh, but its biggest flaw, and it makes me angry, because right now it's Apple's biggest computer. Uh, they they totally lie. If if you're looking into the to the Mac Studio, they they lie through their teeth about the 3D performance. <laughs> that they just they just do like when when they when they when they did the unveil, they were like, it's on the level with the 3070. No, yeah. it's not <laughs> uh, because I've I've actually been paying attention to frame rates and whatnot. 
and and like this thing is not like I feel for anybody that is doing 3D rendering or building on a Mac Studio because it just it's 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 not supposed to do that. Like yeah. it's an audio and video rig. That's what it is. And I wish they would be honest about it because it doesn't do 3D very well. And and granted, Macs never have, but yeah. I've, I've been trying to find games that like I can have on here while I'm here, like a power wash simulator <laughs> that I can just fire up on my... That's the other thing, is I've got this huge monitor, this huge fabulous monitor, and Jennifer, she's getting uh, louder as we go. And she was cleaning the house uh, yesterday and like mopping and sweeping and the whole thing. And she's like screaming at me, stay in your office and don't move. <laughs> and and, and, and I, so I decided I'm going to get her a shirt that says boss lady. But, but yesterday she walks in and she goes, I just realized that monitor curves. I've never seen a monitor that curves. <laughs> I don't know where you found that. And and I'm so sad that I haven't been able to play games on it yet because yeah. that's really what it's for. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I really need to do that. Would like, be a lot of fun. Curved, curved Fallout 4. Give me some of that, please. <laughs> Ultra wide uh, everything. Uh, yes. Yes, for sure. So uh, all that being said, uh, we should talk about a little bit of news, at least. Uh, I mentioned Grand Theft Auto 6, so we'll, we'll talk about some of the details that have come out about that. Nothing hugely surprising here uh, other than uh, the the reports that they've scaled it back, uh, at least from what their of original plans were, have, yeah. which is uh, they've been working on it forever at this point. And so take that for what you will. I, I, I'm hopeful that it's a, a good call uh, that they've done that and we'll see what they do with it as it ages um but the the reports right now are that it will take place in miami or vice city uh the fictionalized version of miami that is exists already in the grand theft auto universe nothing wrong with that vice city is i would guess the most popular setting if you ask grand theft auto fans everybody loves oh vice city. it's not so, even close um so Perfectly cool there. No, no big issue if they do the San Andreas kind of thing with it where they really flesh it out, which you imagine they will. Uh, it's going to be a huge sprawling area and be super fun and, and all that good stuff. And so that's going to be the setting. I would have loved for them to do something different. I've been on the record for, you know, as long as we've been doing this show that I want them to do a 3D London game because the uh, Grand Theft Auto original top-down London version, the, the uh, like, I don't remember if it's like DLC or like a standalone kind of smaller title or whatever, but what's great, just a, a wonderful location. So that's not what they're doing, at least not yet. Uh, and that there will be uh, likely two player characters. So as you recall from Grand Theft Auto V, there were three, uh, but one of these two will be a female protagonist. And so you will have a female protagonist. And the way that it's described is that it, it's a, a kind of Bonnie and Clyde thing, a, a crime couple. Oh, kind of vibe I like to that. It, which could be, could be very, very cool. Uh, and the kind of uh, both like com camaraderie and backstabbing that goes along with that potentially yeah. uh, could be fun. Uh, and then on top of that, the plans are is to expand it over time, which honestly makes 
a lot of sense uh, with what uh, the Rockstar's done with Grand Theft Auto Five, uh, with the online aspect of that, of adding in different cities and that kind of stuff uh, as the game ages and making it you know, a, a live service ish is kind of how I feel about it. Like they're obviously going to have an online component that may end up being the primary component of the game because of the success of Grand Theft Auto online. Uh, But in this, at least so far, they're still talking about the single player aspect of it, but a single player game that evolves over time that they're going to provide new content for hopefully at not additional cost, but you would imagine they're going to figure out some way to monetize that. But that's going to be the way that the game kind of gets to other places, has other cities, does some of this big stuff that they were talking about. Uh, the, the rumors are that it originally was looking at big swaths of both North and South America as part of the map. And so you're kind of curious if they're going to keep with that, maybe do some Liberty City stuff, but also maybe, I don't know, Rio or or something. I don't know what South American cities Ooh, they have planned. But that's not a real that's that would a, be very wow. cool oh yeah that would yeah. be very very cool and so we'll see uh what happens there uh the game also reportedly not coming out for at least two more years and so uh it's it's going to be a ways away uh as a game so we'll see someday that the 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 story that i was trying to talk about at the beginning of the show and miserably failed because you didn't put it in the in the in the journals, is that uh they're gonna do this Fallout remaster in between like before they get to Fallout Five, which tells me that Fallout Five is still a long ways off, right? Oh yeah, I mean like like we're looking at two years for both of these, right? Uh, I'm I mean, Fallout Five's farther away than that. Because yeah. we've got the Elder Scrolls that needs to happen before Fallout 5 does. They've already announced that, which they haven't yeah. announced Fallout 5 or whatever. So Fallout 5 uh, is uh, three plus, uh, I would say, minimum uh, at this point. It's, and so it's a long the, way away. At that point, the, Fallout 4 might be dated enough. The reason that I bring that up is that I wonder what um, Rockstar is going to do to bridge that gap. because. I got to be honest, I was talking to somebody the other day and they were like, you need to come play Red Dead Online with us. And, you know, you and I talk a lot about Red Dead Online. Neither one of us has tried it. Apparently, there's a lot of people playing that and we know there's a lot of people playing Grand Theft Auto Online. And so I'm wondering if you're not correct in that Grand Theft Auto 6 will mostly be an online slash live service kind of a thing because there's a lot of people playing both Red Dead and Grand Theft Auto online. Yeah. Uh, Grand Theft Auto specifically, like just the the fact that that's just held on as long as it has and still continues to be such a massive, massive thing uh, blows my mind. Is that a subscription? Like, I don't even know enough about it that you just play. Yep. I mean, you got to buy the game. So uh, you have to own Grand Theft Auto. I believe, I don't even think that's true anymore now that I'm saying that out loud. Um, I think you can just get Grand Theft Auto online, like, standalone. Uh, I have, like, three copies of Grand Theft Auto (laughs) 5. If you don't own Grand Theft Auto 5 at this point, um, you know, like, what are you doing? Um, but like, I don't know that you even have to pay or you have to pay much 
to get it uh for uh the online thing it's part of prime gaming uh so yeah there you go um yeah look at that one one of those things that we again never use right. um we never use it to the point that i i totally missed getting the mass spec legendary edition on on hmm. prime day like i totally just whiffed yeah on that because uh, it's not a place that i think about going yeah, so. me neither. <laughs> it's uh, it's just too much of it that, that exists out there at this point. So for sure, uh, moving to Square Enix, uh, I mentioned this. Uh, Square Enix uh, has already. And I, don't, I don't remember if we talked about this or not when I was reading this story. I was like, oh, I remember that being in the news, but I don't remember if we talked about it on the show. Uh, Square Enix off uh, loaded uh, Idos and Crystal Dynamics uh, a couple months ago, uh, and so uh, I those, did not know that. Right, that's what. Like I was thinking, we did talk about that. Uh, they sold it off to something called Embracer Group, which I don't even know what Embracer Group is, but they now own uh, the Tomb Raider and and uh, Deus Ex and and all of those things uh, that were part of those worlds. Uh, and and so uh, they already have sold off a little bit, and apparently are in the market to uh, to continue to to sell off or or uh, be creative about how they are owned. Maybe is a good way to say that. Right. Uh, they are they are definitely interested in, in how else they can uh, uh, work with maybe some other uh, uh, companies to increase their own capital and be able to do more what they really what Square Enix specifically is saying more Japanese focused game development that they thought that some of this other stuff uh, that they were doing was taking focus away from their uh, Japanese development uh, focus. So all that said, uh, Square Enix is in the market for a potential buyer. We've talked about before that Sony seems like a, an obvious landing place uh, if Square Enix ever did want to sell. Uh, but there are other companies uh, that are involved here, including Tencent, which we've we've talked about in the past. It's just massively huge that we don't give enough appreciation to because it's massively huge in China, uh, but has already gotten to the point where it is affecting uh, the, the gaming world that we are a part of. And if they were to acquire Square Enix would do that even more. To me, like, so the fact that they owned those in the first place never really made sense to me. I played both of the Deus Ex titles and they're fabulous. I, I love them, but they're not Square games. Right, and exactly. I, I, feel, I feel the same way about Doom Raider. Like, they're fabulous. They were great games, but they weren't square games. Uh, and and so the the fact that they own them has always been weird to me. It, like it comes up and you're like, oh yeah, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> right. remember that that was a square thing. More recently, um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, yeah, that was, but that was part of Idos, and so uh, it's now part of this other company and not Square Enix anymore. Yeah, it, it it's very strange. So I'm I'm not really upset about this other than you're not gonna see another Deus Ex for a while. Yeah. Uh that's that's <laughs> that that franchise is done for a little bit. So um I I'm a little frustrated about that, but you talk about another uh, game that could benefit from uh, widescreen gaming, man. We got to play those Tomb Raider games. Yeah, 
I we we got a I've got a nice screen uh, here that that we we really need to fire up the Tomb Raider games and, and at least play a little bit because those would be fantastic. Yeah, no, uh, just about anything would be I think on that screen, but those would be fun uh, for sure. Anything that's big, epic environments uh, with you know platforming yeah. of Tomb Raider could be super fun. So, uh, but a little bit more of the business side first with Sony. So uh, keeping with Sony here, potentially to market for square also ramping up uh, hardware production. This is going to be a theme, uh, which is good uh, because it's still darn near impossible to go find a PlayStation five. Sony says they're ramping up production for the holidays, hoping that more people are able to get it, which both kind of two good bits of news there. One is just that their availability will be greater. But the second is that supply chain issues are getting better <laughs> they're not done yet uh, no. but some of these chip issues and that kind of stuff uh the the tension is lessening uh around those which is good and also affects the steam deck uh they uh have announced uh valve has announced that they have been able to produce more steam decks than they were anticipating and that they are able to speed up uh, their manufacturing of that. Uh, so for anybody who's currently on the wait list that has a reservation for a Steam Deck, they're saying Hello. that, which is us. us. <laughs> we are on that uh, list. Uh, they're saying that they'll be able to fulfill all those at this point by the end of the year, uh, which definitely wasn't a guarantee uh, before. Uh, and so that's a that's a cool thing uh, that if you are waiting for a Steam Deck a piece of hardware that a lot of people are waiting for and, and several people have been able to get their hands on and, and really enjoy um, that it will be uh, hopefully a little quicker now that uh, the supply chain issues are, are getting a little better. Two things I have to applaud you, sir, for maybe the most epic seg- segue that we've ever done on the show. <laughs> that was wild how you did that. That's- some of thank your you, broadcasting you. education right That's there. Um, two, I, I'm really curious about the scene deck because we have guys posting Sam and Andrew that are on the Facebook page. Both of them are are are, are posting about the scene deck. And I think I saw Andrew say something nutty about the fact that he is has found a way to move all of his Switch games onto the Steam Deck. And I don't really understand. Like, (laughs) Andrew, if you're out there, if you're paying attention, I think it was you that posted this. We need a segment about exactly what you're doing because I got the impression that you're doing this Thing that you're doing, and you, as a result, you haven't picked up your switch in months. And and granted, we've been talking about that the Steam Deck is essentially a a handheld PC, and so that's really cool. But if you can homebrew and get Switch games on there as well, that's insane. Yeah. Um, and I'm probably wildly misquoting him and and misunderstanding what he said but that's the impression that i got yeah i I pulled it up right because i was curious i remembered that uh as well uh he said he's been migrating older handheld games to the steam deck got 3ds and uh, game boy advance set up and running on the deck which that's nuts uh but uh said in the process of dumping all my switch games so that will be next uh so 
yeah, let us let us know what you're that's, doing over there, Andrew. That's, that's crazy. That's yeah, that's fun. that's definitely segment worthy. We want to know how that's working. Yeah, it is. I mean, we've we've talked about our love for emulators in that world uh, in the past, uh, and and we'll avoid some of the legal <laughs> questions about that here. Uh, yes. But from a, a purely technological standpoint, um, that's a really really fun world that has existed, and the Steam Deck seems like the perfect. Uh, uh, platform for any of that kind of stuff, and so uh, I dig that a lot. I uh, really, really like that. Yes, I'm. I'm very excited that we're going to hopefully, uh, maybe by the next time you're here, we'll have Steam Deck. Yeah, um, that'd be and that'd be and we'll cool. we'll have lots of fun playing with that thing. Yes, because uh, I'm. I, I will not be able to physically use it, which I'm upset about, but I'm just. So excited about the tech. Yeah. Yeah. It apparently is quite cool. Uh, speaking of handheld tech, one more uh, kind of related thing in here. Uh, Tencent, bringing Tencent back into the conversation, and Logitech are apparently working together on their own handheld uh, device that's going to be a dedicated cloud gaming handheld that is already uh, uh, said to support uh, Xbox cloud gaming and GeForce now. Uh, and so, uh, two of the cloud gaming services that you must have if you're into the cloud gaming world. Um, and so a not the same. It's not a handheld PC. It's a handheld cloud stream, uh, but uh, could be cool. I'm, I'm both weirded out by Logitech and Tencent doing this thing together, and I'm weirded out by a dedicated cloud-based handheld Um because uh, I I still <laughs> I cloud game a lot. I cloud game on a wired gigabit connection. Uh, cloud yes. gaming on Wi-Fi and especially cloud gaming on the go still seems like it's not there yet. Um, but it's getting better and it's going to get there. Uh, and so uh, it can, makes sense to be doing that. Can I say that I'm sitting on a gigabit connection, which I'm actually getting all of the bandwidth that I'm paying for. Now that I'm plugged in on this Mac and and you're sitting on a gigabit connection. And granted, I know the video from my side is way better, uh, but the video on your side is not that much better than opposed to my house, which, which is mind bending to me. It's not as clear as I would like it to be, you know, with, with the high speed internet that I've got. The, the, the point that I'm bringing out is that the idea that anybody is doing something that would be exclusively built as a streaming device and that's all it does that's horrifying to me <laughs> that like that's horrifying to me because i don't care who you are i don't care what service it is i have the 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 uh the Euro uh, mesh network at my house, which is fabulous. I've had it for six months. I've not had to reboot the thing. Uh, It's fabulous, but I don't care who you are, whatever Wi-Fi you've got, my standing line for Wi-Fi is Wi-Fi is for public places and old people. (laughs) <laughs> that's it. Like that's all Wi-Fi is good for. Otherwise, you better plug the freaking thing in, right? <laughs> and, and so you're laughing at me, but don't tell me you don't agree. Oh no, I because 
Hardwired on every single thing I got. I've got three different switches, to, uh, you know, in my house at different locations. So I have hardwire access points. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and it just, it, 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 it sounds like a really bad idea. It does. But it's the future, right? Like (laughs) it is where gaming is going. And so to be uh, on the the kind of front end of that mobile gaming, we're not going to talk about it a lot, uh, but I'll mention this tease to go by the show notes. Uh, Activision Blizzard, their uh, last quarter report, uh, more than half of their earnings, Activision Blizzard, more than half of their earnings was from the mobile game market, Uh, not from PC and not from console, not from PC and console combined from mobile games. Uh, You know, like, Having games on the go, the Switch is massively popular still. Obviously, we've talked about the Steam Deck on the high end. Like, the Steam Deck is a, like, quote, gamer device. I I hate to kind of use that term, but like a hardcore, what we used to call a hardcore gamer. Uh, Like, the Steam Deck is that. The Steam Deck has been sold out and whatever. Not that it's doing anything like Switch number sales, but there is a demand for this games on the go, even from the kind of core gamers and not just candy crush on your phone kind of thing, though candy crush on your phone, still making a ton of cash too. Uh, but if you're, you know, Logitech and, and see a, an opening there to be one of the first, you know, dedicated cloud gaming handhelds, it, I, I understand why you want to do that. Uh, I, not that I think it's going to be like a massive revolutionary device that everybody's going to go get one of these Logitech, whatever things that they are. But I understand why the desire is there to make that happen. Uh, it, it is forward looking. So it's it's funny to me that we're talking about this because what I what the other thing that I've been looking for for my office uh, that that Logitech has done one device really well is surround sound. I need good surround sound for my office. That's what's keeping me from moving my PC because I want, I love my 5.1 gaming, right? I I just do. It's cool. And you got the center channel right there and it's nice. But but the only 5.1 system uh, for for desktop gaming is is a Logitech speaker system that is 10 years old. I have one. I'm looking for another one to buy a new it's like a thousand dollars. Okay. That that that's uh I'm I'm not going to do that because I'm not dumb. But but I I the the point that I'm trying to make is that I would think that there would be a a fair amount of people looking for good sound out there with their games on their desktop device for a cheap price. And the the reason the speakers that I have work so well is because they have a little receiver that does, you know, Dolby and the whole the whole ball of wax. There's not a single other one of those out there made by any other company. My point with all of that is it's crazy that there's not a market for that as big as desktop gaming has been with us growing up, but there's a market specifically for a streaming device that is probably handheld. That's crazy to me. It's yeah. it's nuts because I can't find 
Like I said, I can't find a set of speakers for my office that are five point one that's reasonably priced. But this thing will be huge. This yeah. this streaming device. I because I, yeah, I don't get it. The thing that you're wanting is not the thing that most people do, right? And I'm 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 with you because we're old and curmudgeoning as we uh, have have established many times at this point. Uh, but it's the truth is is that the demand is for things that you can multitask with that you could use on the go that you can you know whatever not big room setups uh people move too much people you know yeah. like it just like what we especially i think when we were young like aspired to of, of being like the cool thing just is it what's aspired to today you know like right. what's aspired to today is stuff that is flexible and mobile and, and that kind of stuff and and the same thing you know uh, a big, big home theater speaker system thing uh, isn't that. It is the opposite of that. <laughs> the opposite of that is now what's uh, big and trending and that kind of stuff. Pendulum will probably swing again because like all things, uh, technology makes these things, uh, you know, come in and out of style. Uh, but that's where we are right now. It's just that the surround sound and headphones is where the the energy is doing right. atmos and in, in virtual space is where the energy is not which, physically speakers which doing that I, th- I think that's where where you and i need to look because if if there's somebody doing virtual atmos with a set of these headphones i know it's going that way i'm pointing because i'm on my head i know it's going that way but i don't think it's there yet Right, yeah. like we're not there yet. It's when getting it gets better. There, like I'll be fine. Yeah. Um, and I will be willing because you teach this stuff. Like this is what you, if I need to like be a guinea pig for something and tell you whether this thing, whatever it is, actually works, whether it's a piece of software or what it is, I'd be willing to do that. But that's one thing as we as we wrap up the show. I don't do this very often, but I would love to do a poll question this week. For those of you that are that are gaming out there on your desktop that you're not gaming handheld, what do you use for sound? And I know everybody's gonna say headphones, but what do you use when you want that immersive, you know? around your head sound what's the device that we need to try that we haven't yet because the reason i asked this is because the audio from the playstation 5 is fabulous but we learned that you can only use it with a set of these headphones Hmm. you it will not work on a 5.1 system with with Atmos speakers, like it, we tried, it doesn't work. Not the same and, way, at least. Right. You can do multi-channel stuff, but you can't get the immersive sound the same way. Right, and 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 we talked about not this E3, but last E3. That sound coming out of headphones on the PlayStation Five is really good. So. Somebody tell me what's the equivalent of that for a desktop PC. Yeah, I want to know what you people are using. Uh, I want the answers on Facebook because because are, am I the only one that's curious? I know I know you game with headphones a lot, and you don't really care about five point one. Is that just a me thing? 
What well, I mean, I I don't care about five point one per se. I care about surround sound, which is you know what you get with three D audio and, and headphones yeah. on the PlayStation Five. Like that's that's what I I dig about that. Um, but like I don't care enough, or I haven't cared enough yet to try to go seek out a way to to emulate that on PC. Um, yeah. But if somebody is doing it, I want to know how you're doing it too. I'm I'm yeah. fascinated by the idea of it, even though it's not something that I have. Said, oh, I like, need to go figure that out. Now I, that you're talking about it, I'm like, oh, I'm curious if anybody has figured that out, if there's any system because, that somebody's using to uh, to encode a, a 5.1 stream from a PC game to your headphones to create a, a kind of 3D whatever. Yeah, Because, because seriously, the only system out there right now that that is, is built for this is the Logitech Z5500s. And I was talking to Spider about this. Like anytime that he or I see those speakers, we have to we have to weigh in our heads. Should we buy another set? Because he <laughs> has one and I have one, and we always we always were sharing links and stuff. Should we buy another set? Because he said something that that caught my caught in my brain. I love the way that he said it. He's laughing right now because I'm talking about him on the show. But he, yeah, I sent him the link for the last set that I found, and they were reasonably priced, but the shipping was a hundred bucks. And I was like, "Should I do this for my office?" And he was like, "Well, the shipping's insane, but it's kind of like a unicorn. Like <laughs> if if you can buy another set of those, kind of like owning a unicorn, and that, that's what it is because there's no real and and don't end up screaming at the." At the, at the screen because he sent me a link for a soundbar. Okay, I bought one soundbar in my house. I'm not doing it again. <laughs> I'm I'm not buying a razor sound. I'm not I'm not doing that, Duff. I love you, but I'm not doing that because like you played with my soundbar. It's alright. It's fine. Like it's it's alright. Yeah. It's, it's something that we paid, you know, 300 bucks for and, and it feels like it, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't want a sound bar. Um, I just don't. And maybe that makes me a snob. Yeah. But, it does, but, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I really, I really would seriously poll question. What do you guys use for good sound when you're gaming on the desktop? PC, Mac, I don't care. What do you use? Yep, I like it. Uh, that said, really quickly on on releases, uh, not a whole lot happening uh, this week. Uh, but I will mention one that I'm excited about. Uh, Two Point Campus uh, officially launches this week. Uh, has mid-80s reviews right now on Metacritic, which is exactly where I want Two Point Campus to be, probably. Uh, and is on Game Pass, which I'm super excited about. Two Point Campus uh, is uh, same people that did Two Point Hospital that we really enjoyed uh, and did the Sim Hospital game way back in the day. And so, um, yes. Uh, what what I want, what I want is, uh, is video for Patreon of you playing Two Point Campus at work on yes. your campus. <laughs> That's what I want. Look. This is, I'm, I'm really curious about this game. Uh, if it's going to keep my interest because it's the closest thing to what i do in real life as a game uh in a lot of ways like there's not like really a recording studio game which is the other aspect of my right. career and so it's like 
this is kind of I I do college admin stuff, and so yeah. uh, I'm I'm yeah. Uh, either I'm gonna love it or I'm gonna like be like this is too much like work and I hate it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yes, uh, we will have to do that. Um, there is also uh, multiverse, uh, which is like uh, a ton of different. Who who makes this game? I don't even know like where all of these characters are from, but it's like Bugs Bunny and Batman and Scooby-Doo characters. And like, it's I'd just, play that. it's just a, 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 quite the amalgamation of like random, like things we grew up with <laughs> called multiverses. Uh, that we saw, I think it was, when did we see it? We saw that some of the E3 stuff, but it's like DC and Bugs Bunny. And there's the Tasmanian devil scrolling by on me right now. Adventure time, uh, Tom and Jerry, right. like, Super Smash Brothers, but Tom and Jerry. Like, I just, it's very, very bizarre to me, but at the same time, kind of intriguing. Yeah. I, and it's I, got mid 80s score too. So there you go. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is about cartoons. You, you do any game with any, I think that was the deal for us with Kingdom Hearts was that you, you had, you had the cartoon characters and you had the Disney characters and, any game like that, I'm gonna be interested in. Yeah, it's stuff we grew up on, stuff that's nostalgic. Uh, which uh, Kingdom Hearts definitely was, uh, and and this is as well. Uh, again, I don't know that's good, but I would I would play it uh, if it comes on any service where I don't have to pay money extra that a subscription for it. Absolutely. So there you go. Go by the uh, uh, show notes, gamingoncensored.com. Absolutely, and of course. While you're there, you should consider becoming a Patreon member because, let's see, you can see us on video. We don't know why you would want to see us on video, right. but but you can. Yes. Uh, and, and that helps us pay for stuff. So if you're not a Patreon member and, and you would like to support us, that is that is the best way. But But, you know, if somebody... If whoever that was that won the lottery in Chicago is listening <laughs> to this show, um, we will take your money however yeah. you want to give it to us. Like we we don't care. We don't need uh, to know who you are. We we don't just just PayPal, Vimeo. We've got every oh, we've got every <laughs> single cash app there is. So yeah. we will so, figure yeah. it out. I promise yeah. you. You want yes. to give us some of that cash? We will figure out how to get it. We absolutely will. Which, which, by the way, um, I I had Jennifer go out last week and buy three tickets. She said, "I've never bought a lottery ticket in my life. I don't know what I'm doing." I go, "I know it's a billion dollars. I know it's a stupid tax, <laughs> but it's a billion dollars." And of course, we didn't win. Right. Uh, but but I I I feel. Um, yeah, if that person in Chicago is listening, uh, please feel free to donate to the show because we'll take your money. Uh, for the rest of you, there's got to be at least one lottery winner listening to the show. <laughs> yeah, right. if, you, if you want the lottery, please, please, just send us an email and let us know. We'll, we'll gladly take your money. My office sounds like crap, so <laughs> we, we, we need more money. Uh, we'll we'll definitely take that. 
Otherwise, uh, you know where the social media is. You know where the Facebook page is. You know where the Twitter is. Lots of stuff going on on the Twitter. I've decided that the Twitter is essentially the grown-up version of high school. (laughs) Right? Like, that's what Twitter is, basically. Um, and, and, and it's, it's vastly entertaining. I, I like that I, a lot more than I liked high school. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I thoroughly enjoy the Twitter. So definitely go by and check that out. Other than that, is there anything else, sir? I think we're good. All right. I'm Jamie. That's Tommy. This has been one more episode of Gaming Uncensored. And we promise we're going to make sure it goes out on the feed this week. <laughs> and we're out. Would you like to submit a segment for the show? Send it to gaminguncensored at gmail.com. And don't worry, we'll play just about anything. Gaming Uncensored. <laughs>